Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's can I... awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org app. Welcome to Locked On Cowboys. It is Thursday morning, September 8th. I am your host, Drew Davison, the Cowboys beat writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is great to have you with me. Uh, uh, This is my third podcast as host of Locked On Cowboys. Again, I encourage you to reach out to me on Twitter, at Drew Davison. Shoot me an email, ddavison at star-telegram.com. Let me know what you're thinking about. Let me know what your thoughts are on the Cowboys. Uh, And today, you know, I'll just jump right into the news from yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott uh, has been cleared. The Columbus, Ohio prosecutor's office will not pursue domestic abuse charges against Ezekiel Elliott. That is good news for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, A woman he had a sexual relationship with made the accusations a few days before training camp, and this has kind of been hanging over the Cowboys and Zeke's head uh, for six, seven weeks now. And it is nice, you know, I'm sure from Ellie's perspective to get this out of the way before the season starts. Coach Jason Garrett said, you know, that this has not been a distraction for Ezekiel Elliott. He has been able to focus on football, and the limited snaps we saw him in the preseason – uh, certainly justify that. Ezekiel Elliott had a solid, impressive game against Seattle in the dress rehearsal. Averaged more than seven yards to carry. You know, he only carried it four times, but he certainly looked the part, and this is uh, a good issue to put to bed. Uh, but, unfortunately for Ezekiel Elliott, the issue uh, could have led to another issue. Because in court documents from the case and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's defense team sent a lot of documents that they felt would show Ezekiel Elliott is innocent, did nothing wrong. Uh, And those documents included text messages between him and the alleged, uh, and the woman who made the allegations against him. And in those text messages, Ezekiel Elliott talks about passing a drug test. And, you know, the the woman says, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, you know, good luck, just do everything you can to pass your drug test. To which Ezekiel Elliott responds, and this is not word for word, but essentially, I'm going to pass about to live in the sauna 24 hours. And... Uh, you, you know, this just creates more drama, more of an issue for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this is a guy who got in trouble, not trouble, trouble, but, you know, he, he visited a legal marijuana dispensary and w- when the Cowboys were in Seattle. Marijuana is legal in Washington. Uh, however, it is still a banned substance in the NFL. So that, that coupled with this text exchange... Uh, could become problematic for Ezekiel Elliott. 
as far as Elliot is concerned, you know, he said he didn't remember the text exchange. He didn't know what the text exchange uh, was about when he met with the reporters uh, on Wednesday. So, for his part, Ezekiel Elliott does not see this becoming a big issue. Uh, but, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA have medical advisors who can put players in the quote-unquote program, the substance abuse program, based on stuff like this. So it will be interesting to see what happens with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and I'll, I'll finish up on this topic in just a minute. But first off, let me remind you, this is Locked On Cowboys with Drew Davison. I encourage you to go and check out the other Locked On podcast of the other NFL teams. They're all worth your time. I will be on Locked On Fantasy later today discussing the Cowboys. I also encourage you to check out the Locked On NFL podcast, which is doing very well. A lot of listeners. But to, to finish up on the Ezekiel Elliott topic, there, there's just a perception, and he acknowledged this yesterday that you know he kind of has a target on his back. He's got a target on his back because he plays for America's team. He plays for the Cowboys. This is a fishbowl organization. Anything a player does is going to be under scrutiny. You know he is living under a microscope, and he has to just put himself in better situations. And granted, this text exchange he probably never thought would see the light of day. Uh, and in some way it is unfair to him because uh, these allegations have, uh, aren't substantial uh, enough for the Columbus to pursue charges. So in some way, you know, this should have never seen the light of day. But on the other, just it's just another kind of bad look for Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys on a day that should have been good news, positive news. Hey, you know, you, you know, he's been cleared, vindicated, what have you. Uh, and, and now, you know, th- this texture chain comes through court documents. So, uh, but with that being said, you know, Ezekiel Elliott doesn't seem like the kind of guy where this stuff really distracts him. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy where uh, th- this is going to be an issue going forward. Uh, you, you know, it seems like he can stay focused on the field. He gets his work in. The Cowboys have really liked what they've seen from him. And uh, if he can compartmentalize some of this off-field noise with what he does on the field, the Cowboys and he will be better off. With that being said, the NFL still looking into it. And like I said, the NFL and NFLPA have – a uh, program, you know, have independently appointed, jointly appointed advisors who kind of look into things like these text messages, like his visit to the uh, marijuana dispensary in Seattle and and whether or not Ezekiel Elliott should be put in the, you know, what they would call stage one of the substance abuse program, which is intervention. And, uh, you you know, if he's put in that, he's not subject to a fine or uh, uh, suspension, but you know he he'll, he'll get more frequent drug tests, things like that, and 
you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to fail a drug test to get into the stage one of the program. The other ways are behavior. Like I said, they kind of classify the medical advisors. You know, if if they determine that Ezekiel its behavior, you know, warrants him to get go in the program, that is an avenue a player can get in. Uh, or you know, a player can self-refer them into the program. You know, hey, I have an I, I have an issue. I have an admitted issue. I need to get help. So, uh, so not necessarily a failed drug test gets you in the program. There are other ways, and and you know, I, that will never you know really become public if the NFL and NFLPA decides to go that way, unless Ezekiel Elliott you know fails some subsequent drug test and. And serves a suspension and or misses uh, time, but that is kind of the news. News, you know, this week of uh, with Elliot avoiding domestic abuse charges, which is certainly a, a good step, you know, for the Cowboys and him to uh, get past that outside of this uh, text exchange. The other news. Uh, which we addressed in the opening episode, Tony Romo, he is going to stay on the 53-man roster. The the Cowboys are not willing to shut him down, essentially, for eight weeks. If he went on short-term IR, he'd be out eight weeks. The first game he could come back would be November 6th at Cleveland. This, you know, by by keeping him on the 53-man roster, uh, they're – They've obviously gotten some results and uh, and are positively thinking that you know Tony can return possibly October 30th against Philly, maybe even the week before. Uh, we've been told the Star Tower and Beat guys have uh, you, you know we've been told it's more of an eight to ten week time frame. And if you go from when R- Romo initially injured his back, fra- you know fr- uh, compression fracture in his lower back. Said the eight-week mark is October twentieth, and the Cowboys have a bye, uh, kind of that October twenty-third week. So, you know, I, I, it's hard to see him getting back October sixteenth, but I think you know October thirtieth against Philly. Yes, it's only one game, but you know, it, it, you got to do it if you know with your franchise player, your franchise quarterback. So, uh, you know, I, I think. You know, it, it makes sense, and yes, it's a spot on the 53-man roster, but don't forget, every team has seven inactives on game day, so, you know, Romo will be inactive, uh, of course, but, uh, you know, that's not to say other guys want to be either. But, uh, and, you know, kind of for this final episode, or excuse me, final segment, hopefully it's not my final episode, I, I hope you enjoy it, I hope... You spread the word, get some more listeners out there uh, to join us, Locked On Cowboys. I'm Drew Davison, your host, uh, the Star Telegram beat writer. And again, you, you know, reach out to me on Twitter at Drew Davison. Reach out to me via email, ddavison at starhyphentelegram.com. You know, t- tell me what your thoughts are. Tell me what you want to know about the Cowboys. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, I, of course, have. Uh, you know, I'm biased, but I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the team and kind of what they're thinking, their philosophy uh, is going into the season. So, 
again, reach out to me with any questions, any thoughts. You, you know, I was joking with my buddy. Uh, we went to this pizza place the other day, and, and the, uh, you know, one of the uh, workers there suggested to us that Des Bryant should play fullback. And as crazy as it sounds, it's you know you, you still hey if that's what you think and you you got a thought or a reason why, throw it out there, and I'll just you know kind of let you know why Des Bryant playing fullback isn't a great idea. You know you're talking about a guy who a is your most dynamic playmaker on the outside, and b uh, you know you don't want him going up against you know, the defensive ends and defensive linemen. You know, you don't want him getting hit by those guys. So, uh, but anyways, looking ahead to the Giants game, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll close this show by uh, kind of one really key matchup, and me and Art Stapleton of Locked On Giants did a crossover podcast. I I recommend you go find it. it. It was posted on Locked on Cowboys yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, I believe Art put it on Locked on Cowboys Tuesday afternoon after we did the show. So uh, I, I definitely encourage you to go listen to that for uh, more insight, more in-depth analysis. But uh, what, one matchup, especially from a Cowboys perspective, that you know I, I think is is very intriguing is left tackle Tyron Smith going against the Giants. Newly free agent signed Olivier Vernon, uh, the pass rusher who was with the Dolphins, and you know he 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 was a guy a lot of people thought the Cowboys you know may go after because you know clearly the Cowboys needed pass rush help and Vernon was one of the best pass rushers available. So uh, ultimately, the Cowboys did not go after did not sign him, of course. Uh, a lot of people think the Giants may have overpaid a little bit, but I tell you what, uh, Ver- Vernon's going to be a handful for Tyron Smith. I mean, they, they went at each other last year. You know, the Cowboys played at the Dolphins, and uh, Vernon had, you know, a, a sack. He beat Tyron for a sack. Uh, he also had four quarterback hits and two tackles for a loss. So he is uh, certainly a guy who could make a fast, fast impression with the Giants, even though he's going against Tyron Smith. And, you know, Tyron Smith's credentials speak for themselves. All-pro left tackle, arguably one of the, if not the best left tackle in the game right now. But Olivier Vernon's, you know, the real deal. And, yeah, he hasn't, you know, maybe posted the double-digit sack seasons and stuff like that. But, uh, But he certainly has proven to be a handful uh, to handle for Tyron Smith, and you know that's just a matchup I think needs a needs to you know the the Cowboys need to win. They can't let you know Dak Prescott feel pressure from his blind side. They can't let uh, you, you know Vernon get to Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield for losses and tackles for losses. You know they they really need. Uh, to, to minimize his impact. And, and on the other side, you know, uh, kind of in the similar vein is is Doug Free going against Jason Pierre-Paul. JPP is back for the Giants. And, uh, you, you know, the, the pass rush, as much as, you know, the Cowboys need it, they also need to stop the Giants. And, and the Giants have some proven pass rushers, as I've just talked about in Vernon and, and JPP. So, so the, that's certainly, I, I think, 
you know, one of the key matchups and, and a big reason if, if the offense gets going, uh, those guys, you know, won't be heard from. If they don't, I, I suspect, you know, the offense uh, and, and Dak will be under pressure from those guys. So, uh, anyways, that's going to do it for our Thursday episode. Uh, again, I'm Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram Cowboys beat writer. I hope you enjoy the show. Again, you know, we need your help. You know, spread the word. Tell your buddies, tell your coworkers to tune in to Locked On Cowboys. Uh, every morning, you know, I'm going to try and uh, throw up a new episode. And uh, hopefully it has some insight, some perspective uh, on the Cowboys. So until tomorrow, have a good day, and I'll talk to you then. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.